This is exactly right. If you're a fan of meticulously crafted worlds that reimagine every little detail, then you'll enjoy the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Host Eric Malinsky spent over a decade working in public radio and uses those skills to create a sound-rich podcast that features interviews with Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian, the writers of hit TV shows like Star Trek Strange New Worlds, designers of games like Magic the Gathering, and the puppeteer who designed Miss Piggy. You can find Imaginary Worlds wherever you're listening to this podcast. Welcome to a bonus episode of I Saw What You Did. My name is Millie DeCherico. I'm Danielle. You don't get my last name on a bonus. Ugh. You're just it's going like, by Danielle now, huh? It's like when Prince put the symbol on his face and he's like, don't say my name. <laughs> <laughs> on the bonus episodes, I'm just Danielle. Wait, on his face? He put remember the symbol on drew, his face? He oh, drew wait. it on his face for some award ceremony. I just remember the uh, sexy mask. The sexy... Yes. Uh, the sexy holy mask that he wore. Holy meaning with holes, not holy as in religious. I think we should bring those back into full rotation in a way that they've never been before. When I say bring them back, I mean only Prince did it. But I would be more than happy to wear like a, a diamonds and pearls get off era, like a long fringe, but it's all just jewels right over that's, my face. That's my era. When, he, when, he's, in his, <laughs> when he's in his fancy conservatory... Yes. Playing his piano. Like, it's like that when he's in that era, the Diamonds and Pearls era. That's my, that's my guy. Completely. Completely. That's, that's who, that's who Dunn raised us. We had, we started with a little red Corvette, but then we got into this Diamonds and Pearls era. And then we all started having sex. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, oh, wait, Prince is encouraging us to be a little freaky deeks. Shit. You know, sometimes I, sometimes seven Makes me cry, and I don't know why. I feel like it, it has a... It, I, you know how they have... Um, you know how they, meaning I don't know who they <laughs> is, but um, they have, like, studies that talk about, like, how s- certain pitches make people emotional? Yes. Like, those you know? videos of, like, the babies crying to Whitney Houston. Yes. And you're like, this baby doesn't know who Whitney Houston is, but the song is just hitting them. Yeah. Right in that spot. Yes. And yeah. Seven, don't forget, Seven also had that beautiful video where they had that like cute little kid. Yeah, man. It was mm. just a very tender time. I mean, he was like reaching out to the kids, but also fucking like, yeah. it's like, get you a man could do both in the same <laughs> album. <laughs> and then have a tight lace outfit with no ass. <laughs> like he truly was. I don't think we will reckon with how fucking great Prince was for decades. <laughs> for decades. I, sw- I swear to God, I wish Prince was still around because I would totally order a cameo from him. Listen, let's talk about this cameo. <laughs> I want one. Have you ever gotten a cameo? Hell no. Fuck. <laughs> I'm pissed. Okay, I-, I might go on a tangent here. Just go for it. Me. It's bonus. Do what you gotta do. Look, nobody gets me fucking gifts. No one, like, the only person that's ever gotten me gifts is like you. And Aww. actually, let me just tell you right now, I've only, I've only been sent flowers like two times in my entire life. And both of them were from my female friends. One was from you and one was from April. Aww. And April actually sent me an edible arrangement, which I'm <gasps> obsessed with edible arrangements. I wish that I could just go buy them for myself all the time. They're What's delicious. What's stopping you? You can. See, I know. But then it's the thing where I'm like, 
But then you got to fill out all the paperwork. And then the paperwork's <laughs> like, well, whose birthday is it? And I'm just like, well, what if it's just me? What if it's you just should, me on a Tuesday? Then you know what you can do? Because, listen, I've ordered an edible arrangements. I ordered one for my grandma. And she's never been more furious in her entire life. She was like, I thought the whole thing was chocolate. And then when she saw there was fruit in there, she would like basically swatted it to the fucking ground. She's I like, mean, why'd you get me all this fruit? And I was like, um. <laughs> yo, they are real. They are pushing the limits of the edible arrangements at this point. Because I was just on there for a family event. Okay. <laughs> Not to date this episode at all. Um, and they got edible arrangements now that are basically like, Two strawberries on a stem and then a basket of cookies. I'm like, that's not an arrangement. That's not an arrangement. That's when you say edible arrangement to me, I'm thinking it's a bouquet. It looks like a flower yes. of bouquet of flowers, but it's made of fruit. That's what the OG, that's what the OG edible arrangement was. And so now Completely. I'm like, oh, so I'm just getting two strawberries on some sticks and then you're just putting some cookies in there in a basket. No, that's like, that's lunch. Yes. What do you think I eat for lunch every day is a sleeve of cookies and two strawberries to balance it out. That's not a fucking arrangement. That's just me going to my fridge. <laughs> Yo, no disrespect to the cookie people out here, but like arranging cookies in a basket. How artistic can that actually be versus fruit bouquets? And Come listen, on. the cookie people have enough avenues to push their product. Every yes. gift, there's always a gift cookie set everywhere. You can just go to your grocery store right now and you'll see a basket with a bow and it's got some cookies in it. How often are you seeing like fruit dipped in chocolate? Yes, I know. And I'm just sort of like, I want them. I want, well, this, the, the, I want the pageantry. I want the pomp and circumstance of the edible arrangement. And I don't want to be shamed if I wanted to just buy it for myself on any random day, no holiday well, this, necessary. This is where I was going with this. You can, because I've ordered one before, send yourself a fucking condolence bouquet of edible arrangements and nobody will question. In this day and age, you could be sad every day of your fucking life and be like, I'm sending my, yeah, I'm sending myself another edible arrangement. What are you going to say about it? I'm goddamn sad this week. Well, it's all about the, it's all about the optics. Because then it's like, my neighbors are like, well, God, who's in love with her? Like, she's, get, she's getting animal arrangements like every other week. She Let must have wonder. like a really hot boyfriend. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not that at all. It's I'm just, I'm ordering them for myself. Look, all if the they're time. nosy enough to be looking out the window and wondering what you're getting delivered, let them stew in their jealousy that you're getting edible arrangements and they don't know why. They don't know. You're like, oh, you want to get into it, nosy neighbor? I'll tell you. I'm fucking depressed. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk over this this fucking stick of strawberries. If you really want to be that nosy, I'll tell you everything. I know, and that's the thing is that I don't want to decrease the pomp and circumstance of the of the gift simply because it's not coming from someone it's coming from my own damn self so it's like yeah i wish that there was less less um uh interest in people getting bouquets of anything it's like oh it's just another bouquet totally fine yeah it's time to normalize it normalize it and i also want to normalize getting cameos for yourself i don't know i'm sure people do it but i'm like this birthday let me just tell you <laughs> this birthday no one got me shit. Like no one, no one in my family got me anything. I'm not what? I'm a grown woman. I don't need birthday presents from my mom and dad. Okay, but I'm just saying, I specifically texted like a whole group of my friends and said, I want a cameo from this, <laughs> from this comedian that I'm obsessed with, who does these like really great southern 
people voices. I don't know if is you know it this guy. Brian Jordan Alvarez. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know why I know this? Because our mutual friend Sarah just posted something on Instagram and she was like, Mother's Day is coming up. Here's this cameo that I want. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And he does them and he's pro- he promotes them. He's like, hey, by the way, I do cameos. I was like, can I please get Eric, by the way, and Darlise on a fucking cameo for my goddamn birthday? And like, no one responded. And March 23rd came around and I got no cameo from Brian Jordan, Jordan Alvarez. And I'm like, what you didn't tell me. Take? You didn't tell me. I sent you flowers. Yes. And I ordered you a gift that has been ruined by the supply chain demand, apparently. <laughs> it's like every gift. <laughs> but I'm, I got you a handmade gift. And I, yes. I'll tell you what it is. Because no, I don't no, even no. know. I don't, gonna... I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I really, I really I, don't. It should be there by the time you get back to Atlanta. Okay. It should be on your porch. Okay. But... And you know how much I love spoilers. I don't care about spoilers. But exactly. I actually want to be surprised by this. Because you're you... literally the only person that got me a fucking gift. Thank oh God. my! I'm furious about that because if you had even hinted at the fucking cameo, I would have gotten you seven. Well, like one for every day of the goddamn week that was your birthday. Look, I, it's a, I, I'm being very bratty right now about the gift thing because it's like, okay, if anybody thinks of me at all, I'm totally pleased. Okay, and Danielle, you have always gotten me great gifts, and here's Aww. why: because they are fucking thoughtful. And practical, you know, I love a practical <laughs> fucking gift. Like for for Christmas when you got me that fucking cheese board with the like, I was like, bitch, I use that shit almost every night. Those little cheese knives with the board. I'm like, this bitch knows me. She knows I eat pretty much a charcuterie board every night yeah. for dinner. You have a charcuterie she, board every day. <laughs> yes. It, I swear to God, I use that shit on the regs. And I'm like, I love it. I love a practical gift. I love but, to give gifts like that. Yes. But, you know, th- I will say there are two things that I want that I haven't gotten. And it's an edible arrangement and a cameo. And I'm just like waiting for the day that someone will remember it to, pr- to you know send what, it to me. You know what I'm doing? The next time an, an, an occasion comes along, I'm not just sending an edible arrangement. I'm going to send an edible arrangement to you in the style of like a New Orleans jazz parade. Ha! <laughs> Like, everyone will hear. The whole street will be blocked off. There'll be tubas. And they'll be like, what the hell's going on? Glitter. I want fucking majorettes. I want flags. Banners. And then they're just going to present you with the edible arrangement and ease on down the road. That is what's happening. Look, I. it's a very extremely Aries thing of me to be, like, asking people for fucking gifts. To be like, give me a fucking gift. Give me the one oh, I no. want. I but. think it's good to let people know, because not, look, not to toot my own horn, but not everyone's <laughs> as thoughtful a gift giver as I am. Yes. But what I try to do, you know, it's, it sounds bizarre, but I truly just listen to my friends when they're talking, and then I'll either buy something for them right away that I'm like, oh, she just mentioned that a couple of times. I'm going to get it and save it for the next occasion. Or I just remember, like, I just listen to what people tell me and like what they post and what they like. Like Sarah loves candles. She loves all kinds. Like, so when I went to London, I got her this candle that they only sell at Liberty. They don't sell it online. You have to go to the store. So I went and picked her up one and I'm like, I got you this candle because I know you love this shit. So like you have to be thoughtful, but not everyone is. And I think that's okay. That's why it's completely okay, especially at our age to say, this is what I want. Like, don't give me tat. 
Don't give me your fucking garbage. Don't give me like fucking truck nuts or whatever you think is funny. God. (laughs) Give me a goddamn gift that is either pretty or useful and then get the fuck out of here. Listen, I I don't want to call out this person by name because he is a dear friend to me. I've known him since we were like 18 years old. We went to college together. But he is the king of getting grown people funny gifts in a way that's sort of like immediately goes into the garbage can. Like, it's just the thing. It's like, oh, you bought me a fucking toilet seat from a thrift store. What the fuck am I going to do with this? You know, but it's like, this is funny. And you're like, no, it's not actually. Um, Listen, there is a legendary story about him. I'm telling it now. I don't give a shit. I don't know if he's listening. Um, where he was so when he was in his 20s he was in a relationship with this uh girl in town and she was this like real like um hot hipster girl like you know like in the era of the 2000s she looked like she was in the yeah yeah yeahs or something like she's just like the, the hottest girl with a leather jacket in atlanta okay and um he was dating her and for um valentine's day they had their first valentine's day together apparently she had gotten him this like really thoughtful gift like bought him this like designer shirt or something it was like a tom ford thing or something i don't know something crazy great and he got her a jerky boys tape okay (laughs) (laughs) we still to this day talk about that it's like remember when you ended that relationship by giving a girl a jerky boys tape for valentine's day when she got you a fucking 500 dollars shirt or something it's like crazy to get someone to get an adult a jerky boys tape it has to be a long-running inside joke you cannot give that to someone you're fucking it does if i've seen your dick i do not want a jerky boys tape from you (laughs) dude i swear I was like, wow. That <laughs> is swinging for the fences of terrible. <laughs> like, that is a whole the fact that she had gotten him such a oh. nice gift was so goddamn funny to me. Like, I was like, oh, my God. We're never not going to talk about this. We're going to oh. talk about this at your fucking funeral, dude. Like, I'm sorry. This is First story. Before the 311. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before the 311 hologram comes up, we're talking about that story. That is amazing. I know. But, you know, and that's the thing, too, is that, like I said, I'm not shitting on people's thoughtfulness. That's not what it is. But over a certain period of time, I feel like a thoughtful gift makes more sense. Right. And I I appreciate that. However, I I still want edible arrangements and cameos all the time. And I guess I'm just going to have to buy them for myself. Look, you put it out there in the world. We have a P.O. box. <laughs> People can send you edible arrangements. See, I think I invoked something evil by being like, I love cameos, and now I'm going to get fucking cameos from like Howie Mandel or some shit that somebody Good. I don't even know or care about, right? Collect them. Collect them. <laughs> use them as collateral <laughs> if you need to. But it's this is the thing. Like, this is, it's truly just the age that we're in. I feel like all things are possible. You can absolutely order your own edible arrangements and nobody cares. There's some call center somewhere in Milwaukee. Nobody gives a shit. You're going to get a different person every time. And if you get the same person, if by chance you get the same person every time you order one, they're going to be like, let's pop her off a free one because she orders one every month. So either way, win-win. Nobody's looking. None of your neighbors care. 
And if they do, if they do care, just be like, yeah, it's a running joke between friends, but I actually kind of like them. Like, you don't have to explain yourself at all. Order your own cameos, order your own edible arrangements. But I also do feel at this age, gifts have to be thoughtful, handmade, or just generally practical. Yeah, just practical. Like, I'm a big, I don't care if you make me a friendship bracelet, I will treasure it. But like something that is thoughtful in that way, I always love. Or Bitch, just like, I love you it. know, like you've listened to what I said and you're like, you know what? She's been talking about puzzles a lot. I'm going to get her some puzzles. Yeah, no, big fan of people who just straight up get me like olive oil and shit. Like yeah. I'm like, yo, I use the fuck out of some olive oil. I will take that as a fucking present. Himalayan sea salt. I'll take it. Yes, pra- practical. I, I I couldn't agree more, but I, I, I appreciate you hearing me out on this because I was literally looking at the edible arrangement site right before we started co- recording and i'm like yeah i know i could cut my own fruit into fucking stars or whatever but i want the fucking drama i if you haven't ordered one by the end of this recording <laughs> i'm gonna order one for you <laughs> and you're not gonna know when you're gonna get it but i will order one for you for some future date you don't know when it's coming you don't know when it's coming if you say like oh i'm going camping this week i'll be like you might want to stay home <laughs> or that mango is going fucking it's gonna be covered in flies those birds are gonna go ape shit <laughs> oh my god don't even don't even say that they're gonna be like damn she got fucking fruit out here no and she she's just camping she got us an edible arrangement oh my god yeah you you do it you better do it and feel no shame about it and feel feel nothing about it the world is a fucking nightmare Order yourself an edible arrangement. True. To take the edge off. I'll just have to yeah. order an edible arrangement to take the edge off. Of course. And put something on, on fucking Twitter or Instagram and be like, I see that nobody took my advice and got me a cameo. Offer still stands. You know how people put their Venmo and cash apps on yes. their uh, profiles? I'm going to just put an edible arrangement link. Be like. Any day. <laughs> Any day. Like pre-fill your own gift card and be like, all you have to do is click a link. All you got to do, redeem this gift card for me. You don't need my address. Nothing. Just say yes and give them your money. Fuck, dude. Well, listen, we have a fucking mailbag. We do. Today, speaking of mail, speaking of getting packages, speaking of that kind of stuff, our mailbag is overflowing with fucking good shit. Oh, my gosh. You guys are incredible. The first one is from... First one is from a listener named Crystal, who uses she, her pronouns. And the subject is babies in movie theaters is a thing. (laughs) Dear Millie and Danielle, I was just listening to your bonus episode where you read listener emails and I can confirm the specific screenings for babies. The theater I used to go to with my little half Filipina, half white baby was the Grove Theater in Los Angeles. We live in Detroit now. Just a couple of things to note. One, they have a set time, usually around 11 to 11.30 a.m. I believe it's because most babies take naps around then. Mine usually did. I'm going to stop for a moment and just say, this is why I always got caught in a baby theater. This happened to me a couple of times. Because you know damn well I am a morning movie person. I will go to the movies in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And 11 o'clock is perfect. Wow. So I didn't know those were like the usual, but that does make sense. Babies take naps. Wow. Okay. This this is slowly blowing my mind. Keep going. Number two, they have a table set up on the side where you can change diapers. 
Most diaper bags come with a small little changing pad, so you can roll those out on the table. But I definitely wouldn't change her on the floor, even with that changing pad, because gross. Good call, Crystal. <laughs> what the? Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. I'm so sorry. you don't even have to miss the movie if you're changing a diaper. This one blew my mind. Number three, they turn the volume down to a reasonable level so it's not hurting the baby's ears. And number four, they have an employee standing near the exit the whole movie to help out. Wow. (laughs) The one thing they didn't do was tell others this was a special mom and baby's screening. Like, cause like, you know, I walk into a, to a fucking theater, I see a table on the side and I'm like, cool, they're going to bring us some snacks. <laughs> like, I'm not thinking diapers. Hell, like, you're cool. getting hors d'oeuvres. They're bringing some wine or some shit in here. They're going to set it up. <laughs> this is amazing. Back to Crystal. I remember sitting with my baby waiting for the movie, the Man from Uncle remake with Army Hammer, to start when two gentlemen came in, sans baby. They were sitting there talking to each other and noticed that more people were coming in with babies. Finally, they stopped talking, took a look at each other, then got up and left. I looked at another mom and we both enjoyed a good laugh. I'm sure they got to pick a different screening or got their money back, but I thought, why didn't anyone tell them? I recall going through a tablet screen to buy my ticket and just having to know which movie was the right one. However, they can't put a moms and baby screening there? Is that not in the app code? So weird. Thanks for bringing all kinds of movies I've either never heard of or haven't seen in forever back into my life. I enjoy your banter at the beginning of each episode, and you make my 40-minute commute every Tuesday so much more bearable. Looking forward to watching more movies with you, Crystal. Okay. This is fucking mind-blowing, because I literally had no idea that they would do this. Like, I... Yeah. And not even, I'm not saying that they even have to promote it. Just the idea that they would put a changing table in a movie theater. That is crazy. They've got a changing table and a bodyguard. They can't tell people like, yo, (laughs) this might not be the screening for you. All they have to do is put a little baby emoji next to it on the fucking app or on the, on the screen when you're choosing your tickets. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, like here in my parents' town, they have a, an AMC multiplex or whatever. And there are screenings that they do for like, it's clearly for older people where they have Mm -hmm. subtitles and they're like, you know, basically like they don't turn the lights all the way down and stuff. And so I'm like, okay, they, but they say it, they're like this screening, which usually happens at like three o'clock in the afternoon is going to have this happen. Right. Right. I would know. I would want to know if there was a changing table and a bodyguard at a screening just to just know, just to know it. Just to not be like, what the fuck is going on? Are we going to get attacked? Like, what is happening? <laughs> also, I feel like it's only fair to the moms and babies to not have, like, two creepy dudes just sitting in there. Yeah, just like, you know, fucking, like, prepare prepared in advance so that nobody's stressed out. Like, so yeah. these dudes aren't like, yo, I don't want to be at the baby screening. And these moms aren't like, who are the two weird dudes in here, like, creeping on us? So put Completely. it in the app. Come on. Just Put it in the app, and if you or if you're buying tickets at the theater, just have someone at the at the counter say, "Did you know, by the way, this was a moms and baby screening?" Because maybe yeah. you did, and you're cool with it. But just say it. Just say it. Let us yeah. let us choose. Why don't they just fucking promote that shit? It's like 
I mean, Alamo Draft House does the like, hey, this is a, uh, you know, like a whatever a rowdy screening where we're going to be yeah. like talking to the screen. Like, it's so easy for Fandango, whoever the fuck, to just like put it on the app. That's crazy. Exactly. I, but I'm actually kind of amazed that there are dedicated baby screenings. That's crazy. Yeah. I think it's great. It's yeah. great. And also, you've been to the movies with me. Every fucking screening I go to is a rowdy screening if I'm in that fucking theater. Right. I'm sitting here going, okay, it's 11 a.m. at the Grove. Chances are we've been to a baby screening and we thought it was a rowdy screening because we exactly. were simply there. <laughs> we're like, so, these babies are into it. <laughs> so, sorry for the moms at the Grove that were there for the baby screening. Wow, that's that blew my mind, Crystal. Thank you so much for sharing that because I had, I had no idea that that was a thing. Truly. Learned a lot. Thank you, Crystal. Okay. We have a ringer. I think this is a ringer. <laughs> but uh, I ob- obsessed. Here, here we go. Um, the title of this next one is called Question for the Pod. Hello. Apologies in advance as this email is not being sent in any kind of professional capacity. First, I loved today's episode. And after a visit to Disneyland a few weeks ago with my eight-year-old and her friends, I have a burning question for you. At Disneyland, I heard a gaggle of 15-year-old girls playing the Fuck, Mary Kill. The subjects... Jason Momoa, Vin Diesel, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you, Aaron, Senior Marketing Manager at Exactly Right Media. (laughs) I love this so much, Aaron. Thank you for writing in at all, but also with this exact question. This made me laugh so hard. (laughs) I saw it. And let me tell you, I can answer this right away. No hesitation. You didn't think about it? Like, I've been thinking about this all day. Oh, I had my answer immediately. As soon as I read the question, I had an answer. And here's the answer. Kill Vin Diesel, fuck Jason Momoa, marry The Rock. Wow. Okay. My my answer is, (laughs) is, is similar in one, but then flips the other. Well, uh, let me tell you, I'll explain my answer before you give yours. Yes, yes, yeah, no, I, no, I'm desperately wanting to know why you picked the way you well, picked. Well, here, here's why. Because I don't know shit about fuck when it comes to Vin Diesel. I have never seen a Fast and Furious movie. I've never seen the Triple X movies. I have maybe seen the man in one thing. So I have no allegiance to Vin Diesel. So he's got to go. Okay, fair enough. He got to go. <laughs> he's got to go. He's got to go simply because I don't know you. I yeah, don't know you. I don't you. know you. Get out of here. You got to go. You got to die. And <laughs> then... I feel like The Rock, I might not always want to fuck him, but he would be great at providing the lifestyle to which I've become accustomed. <laughs> so if you marry him, that doesn't mean you have to fuck them. It means you can fuck them sometimes, but it's not like part of the bargain. Jason Momoa, however, I don't think, I know he's been married to Lisa Bonet. I know they split up. I know they had a very long relationship I don't think he's married marriage material. I think Jason Momoa was put on this fucking earth to fuck. Like sure. you can't pin him down. You're like taking him away from the people yes. if you marry or kill him. Yes. So you gotta just fuck him and send him on his way to the next person. Sure, sure, sure. So yeah. that's where I, that's where I went. Okay. Very good. That that makes things very clear to me. And I totally see you on at least one of these. Um <laughs> I Totally agree with you on the Jason Momoa fuck thing, because, I mean, I don't, to be honest with you, he's fine. In terms of my own personal uh, taste, he's fine. I do, I'm very intrigued about him with Lisa Bonet, and I have to say that's probably 
99% of the reason he goes into the F category because I'm like, listen, just the thought of like the two of them being <laughs> in a relationship and being intimate together is is good for me. Like I'm just, maybe if I get to like role play as Lisa at one point in my life and then have have a chance at that, that's great. I'll do, I'll, I'll put him there. He appreciates an older woman. Yes. It's all good. He's great. I, I'm, I'm not familiar with his, uh, his uh, comic work. His comic Very book funny. work. Yes. But I, he, a handsome guy. I mean, not necessarily somebody I would like go for necessarily, but handsome. The, and- next, the next time we hang out, I'm going to show you one of his episodes of Drunk History that I think you will fucking die. You, it, it will make you laugh so hard. Okay, that might tip me over because I do like a funny, funny guy. So, um, okay, so he's definitely the F. Okay, now for me, this was the hardest part because I was like, I, I couldn't. I was, I went back and forth on these two because I'm just sort of like, it's kind of like picking between a slab and a and a, you know, it's just like two hunks of meat. Like I'm like, okay, <laughs> what, what what kind of meat is a marriable meat? You know what I'm saying? Like, here's the thing. I, I did the opposite of you. I would marry Vin Diesel and I would kill Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, shit. America's sweetheart, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You're going to kill him? Yeah. yeah, because I was like, okay, think about marriage, man. That is a fucking long time. Do I want to be married to The Rock? That would be a long fucking however many years to be married to somebody. I'm like, I don't know. For me, I'm like very concerned about how he would try to decorate our fucking house. You know that I'm very particular about my interiors. And I'm like, is the rock coming in with like, I don't know, some fucking giant, like (laughs) he'd be coming in with like custom furniture and shit. And I would not be able to handle it. He would have a heavy bag in every room. Yes. But if you marry him, this is also the primary reason for marrying The Rock, in my estimation. If you marry him, you could get him to let out his suits and pants and shirts <laughs> by like an inch. You could give him some seam allowance just by being yes. like, come on, dude. Really? We're going to the fucking Oscars. Can you let the pants out a little bit? Yeah, I, I don't think that The Rock would be necessarily interested in like mid-century modern interiors. Like, I'm just not, I'm I'm just looking at the long term of the marriage. And I'm like, I just don't think The Rock and I would have a long-term potential. But I also think he's going to be in the gym so much that he does not care about what the house looks like. You can have a full run of the place. Yes, I guess that would, that would be appealing to a certain degree. Uh, he could, we could just completely live separate lives in separate houses. <laughs> sure. To be married but to tell somebody. Me, tell yeah. me about this Vin Diesel marriage arrangement. I'm well so curious. Not, and I'm not even saying this as somebody who is immediately like, oh, I want to marry Vin Diesel. But I was just thinking, like, to me, I've read that he's kind of a nerd. Like, he Aww. wasn't he like a Dungeons and Dragons guy or something like that? <gasps> what? Like, that's his big secret was that he's like a secret nerd. Um, I could be wrong. I did not know that. I, I didn't see. I don't know anything about him. Yes. See, your ignorance has cost you a husband because God he could it. be cool. I think he's a sci-fi guy. And <gasps> I'm telling you, I'm I think married he, to The Rock and Vin Diesel's playing Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, this is information hey, I need to know. If Casey confirms this, that w- like, I'm not telling you you need to, Casey, but I'm just saying. I swear to God, I heard that he is like a nerd or something. Oh, um, and. When I put the two, 
Uh, he's on it. Um, when <laughs> when uh, Casey's on the kit, he's going to do some hard research on Vin Diesel. <laughs> but I'm like, based on sort of like, I don't know, just sort of like, I love the Fast and Furious movies. And I was kind of like, okay, when I see him and I see The Rock, I'm like, Vin Diesel seems a little bit more subdued. He seems a little bit more low key, not as flashy, not as, you know, I, I don't know. His He seems a little bit more my speed where he would. Yeah. You know, just sort of want to be a little bit more chill. He would definitely let me fucking handle the interiors of the home. Um, He was not trying to put up his flashing fucking Budweiser signs. Okay. And I want to say he's a nerd. And so for that, in that regard, I'm like, okay, that seems cool. Like you can go off and play fucking Dungeons and Dragons and I'll just like do whatever I do. And that won't be too much of a a disruption. But you know what I mean? I love this marriage for you. I think this is, I think Vin Diesel, knowing this now about Vin Diesel, this is a great pairing for you. (laughs) Absolutely. 100%. Let's get Vin Diesel on the show. Yeah. He can reveal all of his secret nerd tendencies. (laughs) And then we set this up because now I'm regretting that I've killed him. (laughs) In my ignorance, I've killed possibly the perfect man. (laughs) I know. I'm like, and like, honestly, it does seem. It does seem like a little, um, like I would gravitate towards the jock, the rock yeah. jock, if you will, because I, I love jocks, not gonna lie. But at the same time, I feel like he's just too much of a jock. He's too much of a guy yeah. in the gym. Uh, I would feel like I, I, he would be like fucking pressuring me to like get up and do like squats at like 4.30 in the morning. And I'm like, no, do you remember that picture I texted? <laughs> remember that no. picture I texted you where his legs look like five fucking chicken drumsticks <laughs> stacked on top of each other? Yes. They look like fucking um, entire roasted pigs on a spit. <laughs> his, he has disturbing muscles. I will give you that. But yes. again, as his wife, I'm not even saying it would be a good marriage. I'm just saying I would marry him. We would be miserable. I'd have a yes. terrible marriage with him. <laughs> And his legs would really give me nightmares. But I feel like he's got enough of a personality that, you know, like, the young rock is kind of fun. And, like, yes. his fucking uncle is Jimmy Superfly Snooka. Like, I can get there. I can hang out yeah. at a luau with the fam. Look, I, it's hard. It's This is a really hard game to play because I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to kill the rock necessarily. I'm not trying to kill him. I'm not out here but killing you gotta. people. But, and I do know that he seems funny. Oh my oh, god! Shit. <laughs> Casey just dropped in the chat confirmation that Vin Diesel has played Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, I'm sad now. But I cho- I'm sticking with my choice, but I'm sad about my choice. Vin Diesel, I didn't mean to kill you. I didn't know you were one of us. I didn't know you were a fucking nerd. <laughs> Listen, this is it's all fair and fuck Mary Kill. I suppose, Truly. but I, uh, I, I, I do love the thought experiment of this. And also, I'm kind of a, a little disturbed that 15-year-olds were like, do I want to fuck uh, Jason Momoa? Oh, see, whereas I read this question, and I'm like, think the children are doing fine. I know, I know. And I say that knowing that when I was 15, I was doing it with like, I don't know, Neil Patrick Harris and Fred Savage and uh, <laughs> like, who the fuck else? boner from growing pains i don't know who knows when you were 15 you were like fuck mary kill db sweeney and memphis bell db sweeney and fire in the sky <laughs> or db sweeney and fire in the sky <laughs> 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 
and I'll answer. You fucked DB Sweetie in Fire in the Sky because he was losing his shit. You married DB Sweetie in Cutting Edge, and you killed DB Sweetie in Memphis Bell. He gonna die anyway. He's in the fucking military. Bye. You, nail- you nailed it a hundred fucking and ten percent. <laughs> Because I love a Doug Dorsey. You know, I love a Doug Dorsey because he's like a, 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 he's like a jock, a dumb jock. Yes. And I and yes. I love that. But you know what? This is such a great question. And uh, Truly. I love that it was from, the call was coming from inside the house. I love that so much. Incredible. Um, thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you so much. And look, if you have some good, and I mean good, like try to stump us, fuck, Mary kills, send them in and yes. we will answer. Oh my god! I would love to play this game again with like the perfect people. Make oh. it real. Make it real hard too. Make it real hard. Really hard. And if any of you throw Timothy Chalamet in there, I'm blocking your email address. <laughs> You're banned from the podcast. <laughs> we're we're taking a Polaroid of you and we're putting it up in the office. And you're never allowed to come back. This person cannot play Fuck Mary Kill with us anymore. <laughs> or you know what? Throw them in. Maybe it'll be the wrench that throws the other two off. Look, do what oh, you got to do. Do what you got to do. But send us some good ones. Oh, God. Now, this next email, oh, I loved. The I subject love is far and away. And the writer is KB, and KB uses she, her pronouns. Hello, my movie queens. Just finished up the current episode featuring far and away. First off, I grew up in an Irish household, and my dad, Patrick, was a huge fan of Enya and far and away. I vividly remember watching this movie so many times growing up, 80s kids. I did have a question. How come no one brought up the horse punching scene? That's the one scene I remember the most. Maybe it was my love for horses growing up? I also wanted to note that my dad and I did dance to Enya for our father-daughter dance at my wedding. Love you two to the moon and back, KB. That is so sweet! That is so sweet. Um, I love that, by the way. Love that for you both, for you and Patrick. Um, In terms of the fact that, uh, the reason why I didn't bring up the horse punching scene is because I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to process this right now. (laughs) Truly, there was so much going on in that movie that the horse punching scene was like a tip of the iceberg for me. And I'm like, if we go down this road, I might never turn around. I might never get to the next movie. It was so intensely weird. <laughs> well, and then I felt like I was in such um, a defense position about my choice that week. <laughs> Especially since I had completely punked Danielle by making her watch a two-hour, three-hour movie and then having the song be at the very end that I was like, I can't even get into the, the animal abuse. Come on. I can't even right. go there. I'm defending this epic already. <laughs> Basically, we had to choose for time and for our sanity. And that's the only reason we didn't bring up the horse punching scene. But my goodness, what is... I'm glad you brought it up in this email because what (laughs) a wild scene. And Ron Howard, fucking Opie, was like, punch that horse. Like someone gave that direction and he was like, yep, down with it. Have you ever watched a movie like this and thought, I have... I'm out of... Of good conscience, I have to stay for the credits just to make sure that they say that no animals were harmed in this film. We're just like, this movie was so fucked up that I I must know that they did not actually punch a fucking horse or whatever. Absolutely. 
Because this was also P.S. back in the day when Tom Cruise was a very intense man. I mean, he still is. He still is. But his intensity was ratcheted up. And I can absolutely, and please don't sue me for saying this, (laughs) I can absolutely see him saying, you know what we got to do for this scene to make this shit real? Someone's got to punch that horse. And then everyone being too afraid to say no. (laughs) So, like, I can imagine that, like, Punching a horse was just standard for the level of intensity he was bringing to movies back then. Oh, yeah. He he had that monobrow glistening. He looked he looked like he was about to rip someone's head off at every moment. So I was like, oh, God, I don't even know if I can go down this road right now. But I'm glad you brought it up, KB. I love that you brought up horse punching with your wedding. Um, <laughs> it just seems like... <laughs> Two two great topics that go in the same email. Um, and we love you to the moon and back as well. Completely. And I hope Patrick is well. And, um, you know, let him listen to the podcast. We love a dad listening. We love a dad. Um, well, guess what? The next email, mm-hmm. it also addresses a, an actor named Tom Cruise. Oh, so we're shit. Gonna, we're going to have to get into this one. All right. This one is called... DJ, turn that shit off. (laughs) Uh, Hi, wonderful women. After listening to your most recent episode, I was immediately reminded of a movie I cannot watch at all because of a specific song in the soundtrack. The movie fucking Top Gun. (laughs) I, like you, want to bare knuckle box whoever decided to play Take My Breath Away every time Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis are even making eye contact. Once we get to the elevator scene and the song plays for the 437th time, I cannot watch it anymore. Are there any movies where one song on the soundtrack just ruined the movie for you? Thanks for all of your insights on film. Kaylee. Oh, Kaylee, this made me laugh so hard. And here, look, I'll give you a, a a secret, a private confession right now. This is never before have I told anyone this. Oh, my God. I goddamn hate Top Gun. Yes. Okay. I fucking hate Top Gun. I Fair cannot enough. understand the fervor for that movie. It is the most testosterone-laden, like, ridiculous shit. And it is not a good movie. I have heard that several times from people. I hold space for you. I think that that's actually like (laughs) totally fine. And in fact, more than fine. I appreciate that shit because there is enough people in this world that love Top Gun to excess. So you don't have to. So you can fucking exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Make room for all of us. It's just and, and you're right. Every time. I've I have seen that movie a lot because a lot of my friends were obsessed with it in middle school. Yes. And every time that song came on, even the instrumental version, I'm like, what the sh-? and also Take My Breath Away is the most like 1980s wind through the curtain fuck heavy song. <laughs> so they would play it at moments when they were just like walking around and with a group of people and I'm like they're not going to bone right now. Stop playing this fucking sexy ass song. Well, and this is the thing is that I feel like if you if you took Listen, Berlin, great band. This song, Giorgio Moroder, if I'm not mistaken, fucking awesome. Yes. Right? But now it's going to be forever linked to this white curtain boning of Kelly McGillis 
and Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. I hate that for Berlin's song. I'm sure it made them a shit ton of money. <laughs> but now it's like we're, we can't even just enjoy the pure ecstasy of the song. Like now exactly. we're just like, oh, now we got to think about Tom Cruise fucking through some gauzy white curtains. Ruined. Ruined. Yes. And I couldn't think. I tried really hard, but I couldn't think of a particular song that ruined a movie for me the way that one would. I don't know if you were able to think of anything, but I no. kind of like, yeah, I don't know, like a lot of movies overdo it with the soundtrack, but it's never entirely ruined. But I did think about, um, oh God, what was that really weird movie with Dan Aykroyd and he plays like some ghoul who lives in a fucking garbage dump and Demi Moore's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. Yes. <laughs> and there was a song in that movie that I remember when it came out, they played constantly. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to see this movie because of this song or because like, like there's nothing that's going to make me want to see this movie. Yeah. There are um, definite times where the song, like I think overexposure to the trailer made me yes. hate the song. That has happened many times. I'm trying to think of an example, but like there was a, oh God, there was a movie. I want to say it was called Hurricane Streets. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. I don't actually remember seeing the film, but I, they, I remember there was this one summer where they played the trailer for that fucking movie constantly. And in the trailer was that Marcy Playground song, Sex and Candy. Oh my God. If there is a song that will make me dry up faster... It is sex and can't. When I hear the first guitar strums of that song and that lazy fucking motherfucker hang around, I'm just like, burn this building. Wherever I am, burn this building down. Throw that fucking stereo out the window. I cannot stand that song. That one and that fucking semi-charmed, look, I'm on a tangent now. That <laughs> semi-charmed life by Third Eye Blind. <laughs> throw I... it in the garbage. Listen, I'm going to go out on the limb here and say this. Is is it always the most cringe when, like, a white dude from America says the word mama in a song? I always. I hate that shit. That was, like, one part of this, like, Marcy Playground. L- let's just trash Marcy Playground. Can we have a couple <laughs> minutes to do this? That song was played ad nauseum for uh, years. And I, I was like... Hate- the record executive who made that shit happen. What does this song even mean? I mean, I know what Thank it means, you. but it's also like, why say it like that? That's so gross. And then on top of that, it kind of had this weird, like, I don't know if this was like a white bluesy guy thing, but he was just like, and mama da surely is a dream. I'm like, what are you? Ugh. Are you trying to be like a fucking blues guy? Is this like some dumb shit? I'm like, please stop saying the word mama. Every time you say it, I want to throttle myself. Just stop. If you're not hank williams jr you're not allowed to say mama like you have to be a certified country legend to be a white man who says the word mama in a song and even then i'm a little sus it better be the right timing and you better have be saying something nice because i cannot stand it yeah i like if you're like mick jagger i guess you can get away with it if you're like anybody but like a white alternative guy from the 90s like you're pretty much got the right but i it makes me die. I just hate, Ugh. I hate the vibe of the song. <laughs> and it was in that, and I was like, 
in the trailer for that movie, I was like, oh my God, I hate this fucking song so much. I could not agree more. Whenever that song is on, it not only ruins the thing they're advertising, it ruins my life. Like I'm truly upset for minutes after I hear that song. It also sounds like vaguely pedophilic. If a song can just sound like something a pedophile would write or sing. And I'm like, can we just not with this song? It's not cute. And if you are in Marcy Playground or you know someone who's in Marcy Playground, don't fucking tell them. We don't need this shit. We're just giving you our opinion right yeah. now. Don't, don't snitch tag Marcy Playground on Twitter and be like, you know, these two women on a podcast on a paid, a walled paid episode said they hate the fucking term disco lemonade or whatever the fuck he says. Like, we don't like you saying mama. Sign yeah. our move on petition. Disco lemonade. Fuck Ugh. you. But truly, truly semi-charmed life. Whenever that, that song was used in a lot of like rom-coms for oh, a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And whenever I heard it, I'm like, I ain't seeing any of that shit. If they were using this song. And I was pissed when that song came out. I don't know if you remember this, but it was at a time when radio stations were coming down heavily on rap groups who made any kind of drug insinuation in their lyrics, like if it was Snoop talking about pot or whatever, and this motherfucker's out here talking about doing bumps of meth, and they're playing this fucking song all day, every day! Yes, yes. And and the video was also too, like, mod kids in San Francisco or something like that, and I'm like, you don't hang out with these guys. There's no way you're hanging out with this girl that's sporting a Chelsea and driving a Vespa. You're in third no. eye blind. No, that girl mugs third eye blind. She doesn't hang out with third eye blind. She mugs <laughs> them and then sells their fucking sneakers on the tenderloin. <laughs> she ain't hanging out with you. This question is so funny. And if I had properly, if I had sat, I could sit down for like a week and come up with like every fucking time that this happened. Where I, and it was... There in the 90s, dude, like there was just an explosion of these like popular songs that were being married to films. And now Mm -hmm. you can't think of one without the other. And oh, my God, it has ruined things for me. I know. Also, I just have to backtrack for a minute and say that the song from Nothing But Trouble was same song by Digital Underground, which is actually a good song. (laughs) (laughs) But it was so disturbing that like they paired it with that movie that I'm like, I ain't seeing this. Dude, I I think we gotta put nothing but trouble on an episode. <laughs> we gotta do I don't it. Think enough, I don't think enough people remember it and remember how fucking weird it was. Yes. To me, more is in it. Like what? Yeah, another movie that I I feel like we need to we need to do a theme. We gotta do some yeah. kind of theme. We'll we'll do it. But yeah, I I'm actually I don't even know if that movie's on DVD. I should check. But I. Uh, I haven't seen that <laughs> shit in a hot minute. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's publicist that was involved with that movie buried it. <laughs> like, why don't we put this in a fucking time capsule and someone can open it in yeah. 2050? One thing I got to say is, can you, listener, please answer this question for us. Are there any movies where one song or the soundtrack ruined the movie for you? I would. I think we would just love to hear what you have to say and help Kaylee answer this a little bit more in depth. Um, But I love, Kaylee, your choice of Take My Breath Away from Top Gun was perfect. Perfect example. Um, I went on a goddamn rant about some shit. I don't even know if it's connected. 
we went on to trash both Marcy Playground and Third Eye Blind. Uh, and what is what is Third Eye Blind doing now? Like I first of all, I think of Third Eye Blind as that one guy, just, just the front man. I don't know who else was yeah. in it. I don't know if they're like classical musicians that could be playing with like the San Francisco Philharmonic. I don't know. <laughs> I see. You know, now I feel like all those bands are always like on these like best of the 90s tours where it's like every fucking band like them and Marcy Playground and Silverchair and fucking Collective Soul and whoever like who, like <laughs> sort of like those kind of like 90s bands are all on like these like huge tours and like <laughs> I know this because there are people that I know that go and see that shit like right. people that I'm like related to sometimes like people that I'm like <laughs> I knew like if you go onto Facebook, you will you will see somebody posting a a picture of a stage from like twenty miles in the back row, and oh it'll be like, God. "I'm at the, you know, <laughs> I'm at the uh, tour featuring, you know, whomever." Like any '90s one hit wonder band, and you're like, "Oh, all these bands play together now on a on a tour." So I'm sure there's probably like- what they're both doing at this point, but. Well, yeah, they're, they're trying to reinvent Monsters of Rock, but they're doing it in the lamest possible way. Because let me tell you, they were not the best of the 90s. They were the most promoted of the 90s. If we're talking best of the 90s and the Pixies aren't there, get the fuck out of here. Well, and this this is, again, this is uh, completely generational because we were we are on that cusp of like gen x where we were like those bands were posers but then there's like two people that were born like four years afterwards be like oh my god better than ezra is my favorite band <laughs> of all time or whatever <laughs> you're like what how <laughs> like, i love the toadies <laughs> not gonna lie i actually love i kind of do love the toadies <laughs> dude i can i just can I can I steal you for a second? I gotta talk about this. So, I will say this happened probably about twenty years ago, maybe, but maybe a little bit earlier than that. But my my friends were in a band briefly, uh, and they were actually featured on one of the Mission Impossible soundtracks. That was Ooh. like their big uh, claim to fame. They were a great band. They were from Jersey. They're called Diffuser, and they did a tour with the Toadies, and it was the Toadies like farewell tour, and the last show was at in atlanta it is to this day one of the greatest shows i've ever seen (gasps) the toadies were fucking unbelievable and i again like you i was like oh i remember i fucking rocked you know rubberneck or whatever when that shit came out and i was like obsessed with that whole album but when i i was legit surprised that they were as good as i saw and i know that people from fucking texas love them so i'm like i'm not alone in thinking this but i'm like they are one of the best bands I've ever seen. And I know it's because it was their last show and they were just like yeah. going for broke. But I was like, that was incredible. So I they are the it. exception of the rule, possibly, I will say. Oh, I believe it because guess what? I absolutely said the wrong thing and I was thinking of Toad the Wet Sprocket. Oh, <laughs> and didn't, <laughs> didn't Toad the Wet Sprocket end up being like a secretly religious band who was that band where we're like they've been singing about jesus this whole fucking time (laughs) like when i first heard baby baby by amy grant and then somebody in my school was like she's a christian singer and i was like what it like blew my fucking world apart oh my god i love that you 
just admit yeah. that. Because, totally messed it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, I, but I actually think the weirdest part about the Toadies is that I did think that they wrote a lot of songs about God. But I think it's because <laughs> the, the lead singer's dad was a preacher or something like that. So anyway, you're not far off the mark at all, but I definitely think that Toadies are far better than Toad the Woods. Far Market. superior. I'm just throwing that shit out there. I also, know we will get emails about it, but that's just. I like, don't think we talk about it enough. But what was the crash test dummies? <laughs> what was that moment in our lives? That man had that baritone voice. And he's out here singing some crazy shit. And we were all just like, mm, it's deep. Is it? Well, you know, he had three balls. That was the rumor, right? What? <laughs> What? <laughs> I didn't hear any of this hot goss when they were like and all over my fucking radio. Three balls? <laughs> I can't. I'm literally crying. I'm crying actual tears laughing about this. You never heard that rumor? That no! Because that the crash the test his dummies... voice was so deep <gasps> is because he had three balls. Okay, <laughs> this is wild. This is wild. I was so thrown off by how fucking weird they were. I didn't dig into the reason why. <laughs> three I'm balls. saying the wildest information. <laughs> and I can't even really confirm it anymore. I'm like, oh, Vin Diesel's in the Dungeons and Dragons. The, the crash test dummies guy has three balls. <laughs> but this <laughs> this is the shit i need to know i need to know this shit also if it is, is if it is a rumor it is an unbelievably good rumor that somebody has a deep voice because they have three balls that is a great fucking rumor if it's not true i love that that's some thoughtful shit i have i have enjoyed the fact that this Film podcast is now <laughs> gone into trashing 90s bands. <laughs> I just have so many questions. <laughs> Kaylee really made us think. What can we say? She made us look. Kaylee made us think. And now we're at three balls and I'm fine with it. I, I don't know enough weird gossip about bands and i'll and i will even give you again this is this is a, a podcast of confessions for me <laughs> i don't think i'm gonna cut this i think i'm just gonna let it let it live oh boy um, i used to date the lead singer of the violent femmes so i know a lot of weird shit okay i, I i'm gonna let i'm gonna let you have this moment <laughs> because i know that i knew that but then i was it like was a long time ago are we talking about it or are we not talking about it because oh yeah honestly, but that's, this is what i mean like in terms of like 80s and 90s band history like i have heard some stories firsthand from somebody who was there for oh a lot God. of it dude are you on good terms with him because you get him on the pod to be like can we just rapid fire ask you gossip questions from the 90s can we just like tell you that shit like, can you tell us about, like, the 80s and, like, what it was like? Like, what well, was it like try. when you were in that Juliana Hatfield song and she name-checked you, your band, what was it like and to be on... Del Fuegos? Come on. Yeah. What was it like to be on fucking Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Like, we can ask. We can ask. Oh, my but God. But, yeah, like, I've heard some fucking goss, like, from the source. And I've seen some shit. Like, they played a, a show in Seattle and it was like one of these supergroup shows where it was like a festival and like X 
was there and I got to meet XC and Cervenka. And like I was on the bus with all these cool people. And then like out of nowhere, I think it was when um, Franz Ferdinand was popular, like they were popping off. And so like the Franz Ferdinand guys and I were talking and like, I just know weird shit, but I don't want to get sued story of my life i'm like i don't even know if this is information that i don't even know if this is real like i'm just out here like potentially getting sued what if the crash test dummies guys like i resent the fuck out of that actually and now i'm suing you for libel because you said i have three balls all you gotta do is throw in an allegedly (laughs) and we're safe allegedly right allegedly allegedly has three balls is a story that I would like to get out there if I had balls. I'd be like, yeah, throw in an extra one. Let people know. I said it was a rumor. I think I set it up as like, did you hear the rumor about them? Um, Exactly. I love this podcast that we've now decided to start called 90s Band Blind Items slash fucking pylons. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the the toadies are toad the wet sprocket a 90s podcast <laughs> holy fuck i mean how do we recover <sighs> from all this this was like too much fucking fun for me i'm this is I'm, great I'm weeping laughing i think we just let people remind people that they can send us questions like this that will spiral us out into the atmosphere yeah at any time yeah please please we are obsessed with with reading letters on the bonus episodes. It's so much fun. Um, it gets us out of our uh, our own preparation. We can just like read emails and laugh along with you guys. So please, I saw what you did pod at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> send us 90s band gossip songs that you that were ruined by Hollywood. Fuck Mary Kill lists. We want it all. I want all of it. I, I'm Googling now because I'm just obsessed with like who was that band that was secretly religious? And it, it, I think it was Toad the Wet Sprocket. <laughs> but please write us and tell us if I'm right. Am I right that Toad the Wet Sprocket was the secretly religious band in the 90s? But you can also tell us on our social media accounts. You can find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Isawpod. Yes, and we have merch um, that you can purchase. Uh, it's in the exactly right shop at exactlyrightmedia.com. I am going to push for us to get a shirt that says three balls with a question mark. (laughs) But until that moment, please listen, follow, and leave us a review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your pods. That's right. Um, I don't know if you know this, but you can listen to new episodes one week early on Amazon Music or early ad-free plus bonus episodes by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Honestly, the best value. The best Truly. value for everything. It's the, like, it, you get everything. It's like the you're best. You're hearing this. Yes, you're hearing this shit, and we love it. Thank you to everybody <laughs> who's subscribed, and hopefully hopefully we haven't, like, sent you down a, a Google hole, uh, a research hole, about all this fake information that we just put out in the world. I um, hope we have, because I want your, whoever your, your employers are to be like, we have looked at your search history. What is going on? <laughs> Allegedly, this is all information that uh, we had heard. So we're not responsible if you get fired. Um, 
Anyway, uh, Danielle, it's it's just a, such a pleasure to be with you. I'm so glad that I know you. I'm so glad that we have the same references for things. It's <laughs> wonderful. I just love it. This is always so much fun. And thank you so much for taking the time. And I just, I love our bonus episodes almost as much as our, our main feed episodes. But these are just the wildest, most fun ways to end the day. Yes. And thank you all so much for listening and supporting us. Bye. Bye. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and mixed by Casey O'Brien. Our theme song is by Tom Bryfogel. Artwork by Garrett Ross. Our executive producers are Georgia Hartstark, Karen Kilgareth, and Danielle Kramer. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ISawPod. And you can email us at ISawWhatYouDidPod at Gmail. Listen, follow, and leave us a review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can listen to new episodes one week early on Amazon Music or early and ad-free plus bonus episodes by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Follow I Saw What You Did on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Saw What You Did merch.